Hey, Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 298. We're recording this on Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I thought for most of the day it was Wednesday. Found out a few hours ago it was not. Surprise! <laughs> uh, I'm Tim, Oops. and I'm back from welcome whatever back. plague I've had for a couple of weeks and some travel mm -hmm. and some other stuff. You saw back? Misa back. <laughs> wrong franchise john but this isn't the this is the first time but not the only time that we're going to talk about star wars tonight believe Ooh. it or not what are the odds <laughs> along with the fact that season three of the mandalorian starts tomorrow very excited and about that I, I think i the correction is the grogu show we need to <laughs> we, we need to all remember who's the real star of the show that's true that's true yeah so john and sheba are joining me hi guys uh oh, just yeah. reminder Ram Cheddar or Guardians of the MCU is part of the Ram Cheddar network. Please do check us out at randomcheddar.com for information on all of our shows, membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Hatch Discord server, and show merchandise from T Public. Um, leave us reviews, folks. Please, please. We and, would very much appreciate it. And when you do, if you mention some level of my kids, they talk about it for days. <laughs> Have they been talking about the previous review? Oh, there's a long tech stream uh, in the family uh, nice. over it. Um, and the end result was it was determined. I apparently do not talk about my wife enough on this podcast. That's that was the takeaway. But you did talk about her. You yeah. talked about yeah. her. Yeah, just it, she didn't make she didn't make that review. So. Oh, wow. OK. Or not. Yeah. Tim's wife made the review. So that's true. Oh. That's true. Oh. Yeah. So the the next uh, review should also uh, kindly cite John's wife. Be nice, people. Don't <laughs> don't do stupid things. She's lovely. Um, yeah. as well as John kids, John's kids. Um, of course, don't forget Sheba. Yep. Yeah. Well, and that that was that was the uh, great thing about it. I can on because we haven't talked about it. Oh, hooray! Oh, we have. Uh, yeah, because. No, because you weren't around. Oh, I thought we did. Oh, good. No, okay. we didn't. So this, um, and and I'll have to go back and pull it. But the 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 review, uh, you know, uh, was while well, show host Tim Sheba and John provide in uh, informative and entertaining news and opinions. It's Thank really you. the people referenced on the podcast that make this show great. Without Kevin John's Feige. children, this <laughs> podcast would fail to reach its high entertainment value. Without their eye rolls at John's clearly embarrassing behavior, I fear John could eventually cause an international incident. Not untrue. Uh, thanks in large part to Sheba's students, the podcast is still able to connect with youth culture and Marvel's impact on it. And Tim is there too. Thankfully, his wife provides wonderful insight on other podcasts on the Random Chatter Network. So Tim's present feels like a token addition to the bald guy cadre to keep her involved. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Well, yeah. well done. Yeah. Much appreciated. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, and and again, talked about for days in the family text. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Very nice. That was a really well-written review also. It, it really was. Yeah. Um, I was, I, I was like fully listening at the edge of my seat, just being like, oh, what are they going to say next? <laughs> 10 out of 10 with that read that review again but again now sheba you need to tell your students that they made a podcast review i do need to tell them that's true 
because they they all I tell them that I have a podcast and they're like, where is what's it called? And I'm like, I can't tell you, you have to find it. <laughs> so if they find it, then I do the same thing with my Instagram though. They're like, tell us your Instagram. Like, if you find it, I can't stop you. They're like, oh man, come on. I'm like, nope. Like, so, many, so many followers. I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do that. If you find it though, that means your that your reward is to have found it. Like, yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah. Um, let's see. So the status of, um, hosts having seen, uh, the most recent movie, Ant-Man, Wasp, mm-hmm. Monomania, uh, yep. Sheba, as folks know, has seen it, uh, at least twice, right? Sheba, have, have yep, you gone I a third seen. time? Uh, not yet. I, I probably okay. will, but I've only seen it twice so far. Okay. And, and do catch the previous episode, uh, where Sheba and Eric did a thorough, uh, spoiler filled review of, mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, it is challenging to edit podcasts without yeah. listening to it. <laughs> right. Um, I know that's why, because there was a little bit of a mix up at one point, something happened at one point. So thankfully, Eric had also backed up, recorded it just in case, because I was like, if something goes wrong, at least we got two. So his recording was like straight up, like the whole thing, and mine cut off a little bit at one point. So gotcha. it all worked gotcha. out. Yeah. It um, all worked out. So, which is good uh, that I was able to to get through it without uh, without listening to it, or I just kind yep. of like I sample little snippets to kind of make yep. sure things are okay and I can still hear things. So, like you know, two or three seconds at a time, yep. um, I have managed to remain spoiler free uh, because of whatever freaking plague I've had for almost the last <laughs> two weeks, uh, which my wife also nice. got. Um, we have not yet gotten out to see the movie. Um, I'm hoping Saturday we will. Um, so that's kind of where we're at, but John, you did see it this past weekend. Um, could you please offer, um, for, for me and for the audience, uh, cause we do have a couple of listeners, uh, as evidenced by Brian yep. and Attila. Hi, Hi Attila. Hi, um, <laughs> um, uh, what, 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 what did you think? It's not a spoiler free so, reaction, if you would, please, John. And I'm going to use Sheba's suggestion. Do I follow the uh, critics score on Rotten Tomatoes or the audience score? Am I closer? Um, I would have to say purely mathematically. I'm probably closer to the critic score. See, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Um, John and I have not discussed this at all. Yeah. I got a text from him when he was in the theater, like, Hey, the movie's going to start in three minutes. And I like when he was leaving, I got the text of, Hey, there's two end credit scenes and that's it. That's John and I have not discussed this a mid credit and an end credit or or a Um, mid credit and end credit, but that's it. We have not discussed anything. No, yeah. and there's the, my biggest beef with it. We can't get into until Tim sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my other, my other criticism, and and it doesn't, it's it's not spoiler. Too much CGI for me. I mean, there there was just a lot of it that just. And I don't even know good CGI versus bad CGI, but there's just so much of it that after a while I was like, okay, 
I mean, I imagine at least just from watching the trailers that like 98% of it, it's in particular, um, the the background was all green screen. So yeah, exactly. No. And I, and I get it, but I mean, there was just parts of it where I'm like, okay, I just, it, it, it got just too much for me. Um, Now folks for context, by the way, uh, the critics did not like this at all. This is, uh, what, well, it's forty eight percent for forty eight percent for the critics, eighty three yeah. for the audience. Yeah. yeah, is 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 forty eight? Where's forty eight relative to Love and Thunder? Because I know what Love and Thunder was the lowest rated by film by the critics no, before okay. this, right? Uh, I thought it was or Eternals. Eternals, Eternals might this, have been then. I think Eternals and this. Okay. Apparently, were the low like Eternals was the lowest. Eternals forty seven percent as well. Yeah. Okay. For, for the audience, for the critics. Right. Uh, and then Love and Thunder, 63%. Oh, okay. For critics. All right. So, so, so quite a difference there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the critics did not like this and, and a lot of fans did. I'm, I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. I, I'm still very excited about it. I definitely want yeah. to see it. Um, if I was comparing like score wise between this and even Love and Thunder, and I enjoyed Love and Thunder and Eternals, mm-hmm. I would picked this one over love and thunder i would pick this one over love and thunder too um i would definitely pick this one over the eternals um probably i I still liked eternals but i think i'd like this i liked this one a little bit better i liked it more than eternals as well so it'd be this eternals and then love and thunder I, i i i would pick watching my box of paper clips over (laughs) watching love and thunder again (laughs) <laughs> just just hey, putting that it, out there. It did better than Eternals, so and apparently better than this. So I don't know what honestly everybody that I because I, when I watched it, and not again, this is just spoiler free. When I watched it the first time I hadn't seen any of the critic scores mm-hmm. at all. And I was like, this is fun. I'm like, is it my favorite Marvel movie? No. Is it fun? Yes. Is there like I could I see things are gonna come wouldn't there's it's a good beginning of a face yeah. movie mm. Uh, mm. well see we're gonna put a to put a pin in that one yes yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll we will talk yeah. more about it in a uh in, in an upcoming yeah. episode um with that uh <laughs> i do want to get on to our news Um, and I'm actually going to jump in and go first because uh, the item that I have kind of continues the Quantumania discussion a little bit here. Um, and it'll also kind of space out me doing a lot of the lightning round stuff because there's a gazillion of them. Um, yeah. So Quantumania is the 31st straight MCU title to open at number one in the box office. Um, by the way, it's also the 31st MCU movie. Every single MCU mm-hmm. film has opened at number one in the box office, which is freaking awesome. Right. Um, how does, this became how does how does James Cameron feel about that? Did all his movies open at number one? <laughs> I mean, there, I'm sure there's got to be a few that didn't. Um, it's also the first Ant Man film to break a hundred million domestically in its opening three days, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It did, however, experience the worst second weekend drop mm. of all MCU films. So basically the difference in the box office take between opening weekend and second weekend, um, that drop was huge. It was mm-hmm. um, a 70% drop. Mm-hmm. So there's some interesting things here. I, let, let me lay the groundwork for you guys, and then I, I, I'm going to pose a question to you. So this 70% drop topped mm-hmm. Black Widow's drop of 68%, which was the leader prior to this. Mm-hmm. Eternals was at 62%. So that's that's the top three. Right. Um, number four is No Way Home. Number five, Doctor Strange 2. Number six, Love and Thunder. Number seven, Wakanda Forever. So if you consider these are all COVID slash post-COVID MCU releases, Mm -hmm. every one of them. Right. They're also all the most recent films. Right. Now, those two facts happen to coincide um, that we're looking at COVID and immediately post COVID, if we want to call where we're in right now, that or not. Um, and also the most recent string of films. So do you guys think that this is a still kind of a residual COVID post COVID box office thing? Or do you think that this is kind of the trend for post end game films that like, Audiences have this really big expectation for this huge wow factor. And basically this last phase plus Mm -hmm. one movie wasn't delivering. What, 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 what do you guys think? What, what's, what are your thoughts? At the beginning, I would have thought it was maybe COVID related with some of the Disney plus shows, I think. But if we're just talking about movies, I feel like if there are people do have very high expectations. Because where we ended with Endgame, it ended on, on such a high that people just expected it to go, yep, we're here and we're at the top and then we're just going to keep going straight through, um, which it took us forever to get, to, not forever, it took us you know, almost a decade or so to get to that level, Endgame level to begin with. So now it's a restart and people have kind of forgotten. I feel like a lot of people have forgotten where we started from. Yeah, we enjoyed the movies, but were they perfect? No. Did some of the critics not like them? No. Did some of the audience not like things? Yeah. Um, On top of that, I think especially, well, I think critics and audiences alike, there's quite a few people that are just feel like they feel like there's been there's too many superhero movies and we don't they don't want more. So they're nitpicking even more, I find instead of just going and enjoying some of it. And I get, I'm not talking about the people who have like read comics and are like, this is what we thought it should have been. And it didn't end up being that. And now we're disappointed. Although I think that, you know, it's a different medium. You should have, you should just accept what kind of happens kind of thing. It's going to, it's going to be different than the comics. Um, But yeah, I think that people are very, we are kind of tired of comic book movies and superhero movies and we want more, we want something else. So we're just, we have really high expectations and it's not meeting any of those. So blah. John. Hold on. I'm doing some math real quick. Um, I, I, I would say maybe. So I went out of curiosity and pulled up 
domestic box office for 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only uh, went down to four <laughs> because I ran out of time uh, while we were talking. <laughs> Um, so number one uh, box office in 2022 was Top Gun Maverick. Uh, mm. Number two, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, um, which we kind of talked about. Uh, number three, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. And number four, Avatar, The Way of the Water. Um, so I did not look at Black Panther or Doctor Strange because Tim mentioned um, those. Top Gun Maverick from week one to uh, – and I just looked at weekend real quick – uh, folks, this was fast math. Uh, don't fact check me later. Um, <laughs> but Top Gun Maverick weekend opening weekend to second weekend, sixty four percent reduction. Wow. Um, Avatar: The Way of the Water, fifty two percent reduction. Uh, okay. So, I I kind of lead to this is normal. This this is kind of the post COVID world i mean you look down at the rest of the list i mean uh jurassic park world uh jurassic world uh domination minions the batman thor love and thunder you know a lot of folks i mean even my son and i while we were watching Quantumania, we looked at trailers and we're like meh, meh we'll just wait for that to come out on streaming mm-hmm. um i feel like if folks don't go <clears throat> and see it opening weekend, right. it, there That's really it. is that folks are either really, really excited about a movie, or they're going to go see it opening weekend, or they're meh on it. Um, right, yeah. And and I just think that's because we've all gotten to expect they're going to come out relatively quick on streaming. And I say relatively quick. Two or three months is relatively quick. Right, yeah. It used uh, to take for it. So, I mean, that, that it, this may just be, you know, the new normal. I will say of a non-Marvel movie coming out in 2023, the only one I care about is Creed 3. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to go see it in the theater. Why? Esty doesn't really want to see it. Um, mm-hmm. My son doesn't really want to see it. I don't have the time to really go to see a movie by myself. So I'll wait, uh, being like, oh, it'll be out on Paramount, HBO, something within right. a couple months. I'll catch it there. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I just, I think, you know, again, I think this is the the post-COVID New World Order. I would still say I paid, oh, let's say 40 bucks for me and Jake to go see Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone said, hey, you want to see Creed 3 opening weekend at home? going to cost you 30 bucks i'd be like here's my visa (laughs) um and just jokes i'd be like i'll see it from the house yeah but like going and and like driving to the theater like all the other things i'm like "Eh, it's not worth the effort yeah well i mean just randomly it has nothing to do with marvel but go and go see creek three and i have i just watched rocky the first one today so kidding yeah, Very um, good. I'm to, okay. I'm a, I, my plan was to marathon them, but it didn't work out. So I'll marathon them later. It's fine. Yeah, we've, we'll, we'll have to give you some educations. Yes, please. John and I, I are have, huge Rocky fans. Yeah. Like we can I, I quote have, the first four movies solidly. After that, I, I drop off yeah. fast. I, but. I have a few like videos that like catch have, are catching me up to like all of the movies. So I should be okay tomorrow. 
but I'm, it's not that I'm not going to watch them. I'll come home later okay. and like through the week watch them. I just don't have enough time to watch them for tomorrow. Okay. Very good. Anyways, just a side thing, random. It, much much, much like Godfather, the second Rocky movie is actually better than the first. I've heard people like, well, one of my friends said he liked the fourth one better. And the I was fourth like, one right. to me is the best yeah. Rocky, or yeah, the that, best Rocky movie. That's that's what I've Which heard. One? So, Rocky the fourth Four. one. Rocky Four is the greatest Cold War film ever made. It's not the best Rocky movie. And Tim, I'm <laughs> going to disagree with you. Uh, Rocky Whoa. is the best, but this is not a Rocky uh, Guardians of Adam's Creed. <laughs> it's Guardians of the MCU. True, true. I mean, if we needed to, I guess. Branch out. <laughs> uh, Sheba, what's, yes. uh, what, oh. what's your news item? So... I am going to talk about the change in the Marvel's uh, release date um, because that was the big one because they came out with the poster um, around the same time. And on the poster, it says um, November 2023. So um, I being super excited, thinking it's in the summer, I was like, yeah, it's going to be in the summer. And then I saw that and I was like, November. I'm like, what? That's part of me was like, that's so long ago, like far away. But then I also went, that's okay. It gives me new, uh, enough time to get the new Ms. Marvel cosplay out before November, because I have a few other things to buy before then. So I'm like, it spreads it out a little bit. So yeah. as much as I want, wanted it to come out in the summer as uh, as a cosplayer and as a hope, fingers crossed, hopefully being invited to the premiere, I have enough time to plan the new cosplay for Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. So yeah kind of excited um although i'm assuming it's because they have to like they're either finishing stuff up they're touching things up or because other things are being delayed they have to delay that as well so i'm, I'm sure there's like a million reasons for it um it would have been I, exciting it caught them off guard there's an article i saw yesterday mm -hmm. that they marvel comics had comics tied into the movie oh. and now they have to delay all nice. the comic books um, and how much of that is a oh crap yeah uh kind of shift and and fix so i mean it's yeah pretty significant because it also impacts the, the the comic line right well i was hoping because i'm like i got excited about a summer release because i mean kamala gets us to be in a movie in this like summer releases are usually pretty big november like nothing's happening usually yeah. In Canada, nothing is happening in November. I know you all have Thanksgiving, but ours is in October, so we really have nothing going on in November. So, I mean, it's kind of good, but I was also excited that we get to have a summer release and we can enjoy it in the summertime and, you know, might make bigger for bigger numbers and things. It gets cold here. People just don't want to go out a lot, like as much. So that it is kind of sad in that way. But again... I'm just excited that it gives me a little bit extra time to put, pull together a proper costume to see a better costume. Cause I don't know what it looks like with their mask on. Sure. So in that way, I'm like, it's kind of good because guardians of the galaxy comes out in red May and I have to buy a Gamora. I don't have to, but I want to buy a Gamora, Gamora cosplay because I don't have a legit one. So that's going to be around that time. So yeah. Anyways, that it gives me a little bit extra time to spread out that the funds. Yeah. It, it's, it's a little surprising to me, um, but also, you know, looking at the calendar where we had, basically we had a huge gap 
Um, mm -hmm. we, we would not have had anything until uh, basically after Captain Marvel 2 in the summer. We would right. not have had anything until um, May yeah. of right. next year being yeah. Captain America New World Order. So right. when we look at it, typically there are three to four MC releases per calendar year. You right. have generally February, May, July, and November. Um, right. Sometimes you have a September one in there, like we will next year with Blade. And I know we've had September releases in the past, but right. typically February, May, July, and, and yeah. November. Um, yeah. it, and those also coincide with a lot of the big box office release weekends and that kind of stuff, which is right. why also a lot of other studios are pulling their films from those weekends because they don't want to compete with Marvel. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. Smart. So it, it, it would have yeah. left a, a, a huge, huge gap. So this definitely narrows the gap between our last film of this year and the first film of next year. Um, right. because there is not a February film mm. for next year, um, on the books right now, at least. Which, you know, oh no, I was like, it's good because Ramadan is going to be around that time. But I think Ramadan is at the end of, will be at the beginning of March next year or something gotcha. like that. So maybe, you know what? That'd be really nice. Marvel was like, you know what? We're not gonna put in anything in February because the Muslim folk will have to, it'll be very confusing for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so i appreciate that if that they i know it has nothing to do with that but i'm going to take it as a win absolutely absolutely yeah. uh john what is your news item week i don't have a big news item uh because we've got 17 gazillion in the lightning round <laughs> um but i just want to be able to say the quote uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna steal anthony mackie oh uh, god yes. talking about uh uh, Captain America 4, and he says, I've had about four costume fittings, and the round brown is looking delicious in the spandex, baby. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say the round brown's going to make you as happy as peanut butter and jelly on a summer day, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Yep. Oh, that, that's definitely an Anthony Mackie quote. Yeah, so I just actually wanted to read that uh, so Tim didn't get to read it. Um, <laughs> and that's all because it cracked me up. Uh, oh, and then I showed it to my wife. Uh, see, folks, <laughs> I talked about my wife. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and she cracked up too. Uh, and then I am so proud of her. She said, does that mean he's America's ass now? Uh, 100%. I think, you know what? I think he replaced the original. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, yeah. Let's be honest. If we're yeah. gonna, if we're comparing, for comparing, let's be honest. I think we all know who is more America than you know. Anyways, that's just. Yeah. just it, 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 it was fantastic when 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 I first saw that quote, I laughed. Uh, I, oh, I, I thought it was great. I in, in fact, I I did the same thing, John. I read it to my wife, um, <laughs> as well because I, I I knew she would appreciate it. So yeah. Uh, I didn't read good. it to my wife. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Um, no, I, okay, was, I so wasn't judging anybody. I just said I didn't have a wife. A whole bunch of lightning round stuff here. Um, the last item might have a little bit of discussion around it because it's, 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 it's bigger. It's heavier. Um, 
so these other items with uh, I mean, a lot of them don't really require much commentary. Uh, so let's see. Charlie Cox has been spotted in New York City. Uh, they are sitting to begin filming on Daredevil Born Again. Uh, Blade is set to begin filming in about two months per Kevin Feige. Mm -hmm. uh, Steven Yeun, if you uh, remember Steven Yeun from the uh, early uh, seasons of The Walking Dead, he has been yep. officially cast in Thunderbolts. Uh, we don't know the role, um, but I'm excited about that. I, I like the actor. Mm -hmm. uh, Sima Liu has teased that Shang-Chi may appear in the MCU sooner than expected. Oh, I hope um, so. Real quick, any particular predictions from you guys? Or you mm. think he, he might show up before Shang-Chi 2, which is also New an World. item? I think, I kind of was thinking New World Order. Okay. I mean, I was thinking Marvels, even uh -huh. if it's in an end credit. Because, I mean, if we are talking about maybe how Kamala's bracelet, because it, it, there's a lot of Maybe not the symbols, but the glow from it is very similar to the Shang-Chi bracelets. So maybe um, that's where I was thinking there was going to be a connection that way. So okay. maybe there. I, I would, gosh, I, 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 I mean, all really good ideas. Um, I'm going to go with Blade. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this Ooh, is where they're going to kind of connect a little mystical uh kind of the two sides of the mystical thing you know the, the mystical with the the, the horror-esque if you will okay um let's I'd see where was i uh per the direct uh which is usually pretty reliable shang chi 2 and eternals 2 have been added to the marvel studios production schedule um the direct also discussed a rumor a rumor that secret invasion will be releasing in may Okay. Um, we're going to stick a pin in some Disney plus stuff. Cause that's <laughs> going to be part of our big discussion later. Uh, Kristen Ritter and Mike Coulter. Uh, if you know those names, they played Jessica Jones and Luke Cage respectively in the Netflix Marvel series. Um, they have recently made a bunch of social media posts together. Um, basically not saying a word, uh, just like <laughs> pictures of the two of them. And they seem to be new pictures. And so that has everyone continuing to speculate that they will be uh, reprising their roles properly in the MCU. Um, I, of course, would not be surprised to see them in Daredevil Born Again. I hope so, because that would it be really cool. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk about uh, that other movie, that other show with that other character. <laughs> you know, like, that, that's okay. Uh, you know, unless they're rebooting it completely and making it completely different. I, I feel like that, that you know. We should invite Lizzie on to talk about her feelings on Iron Fist. Does she, does she like or dislike? Oh no, she despised it. Oh, she okay. despised it. Okay, because I was like, I'm like yeah. Lizzie and I are pretty like agree on those <laughs> things. So I was like, if she dis like if she really liked it, then I was like, oh, that's the one thing that we disagree on. Okay, yeah. the streak continues, and we both agree on things. We're good. Uh, Tom Holland, or actually Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man, his MCU version of the Spider-Man, may be appearing in the second Spider-Verse animated film, uh, which is very cool. And it like totally makes yeah. sense. It works. Mm -hmm. You know. Because well, we're seeing every cool we're seeing every other Spider-Man. We're seeing the PlayStation Spider-Man. We're seeing literally every other iteration. So it makes yeah. sense that it show up there. Oh, there was also rumor kicking around that Sony was going was thinking about doing a, a Spider-Man Noir film. I would be oh, all in for that. All in um, for that. I, I hope it's an animated version though, because 
Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir is fantastic. So, yeah, that's that's the only I, one. I'd I love to see live action. It, live, if yeah. especially if they did it in um, Frank Miller style. See, okay. I would agree if it wasn't Sony. True. Their animated True. stuff has been really, like Into the Spider-Verse yeah. has been fantastic. Everything else is just, it's very questionable for me these days in terms of Spider-Man things. So if they were going to do Spider-Man Noir, I would I would much prefer that they do it as a spinoff in animated yeah. style so that that way they wouldn't mess it up or hopefully wouldn't mess it and up. If, and if Frank Miller's ringing bells, folks, you're wondering, or, or if it's not ringing bells, um, Sin City. Uh, yeah. so kind of that type of noir style where there, there is some coloration that comes in and it is just enough over the top, um, to mm -hmm. make it fantastical, but it's mostly fairly grounded. Um, it's an adaptation from, from his graphic novels, which basically had the same type of art style. So just absolutely amazing. Um, and Ava Green. Right. Big fan. Love Ava. Hi, Ava. She's got to be a listener, right, guys? Uh, yeah. I think Ava listens. Yeah. Everyone I listens. Her, I was talking to her yesterday, Tim. She said she listened. Oh, you were? Everyone... Did, she, did she say hi, John? Tell me she said hi. Did she say we'll hi? Talk about it later. Did she mention talk my name? No. Nope. She, she waved. Oh. oh. She waved. Virtually waved. Uh, Kevin Feige. We know him. Uh, says that the Fantastic Four will be, quote, a big pillar in the future of the MCU. Um, duh, ish. Um, <laughs> I, know, I, I, I mean, wasn't that kind of obvious? Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of think that we're going to see this next iteration of the Avengers, and then after that, the Fantastic Four is, I think, is then going to be kind of the main central group. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? With yeah. Kang, it only makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Just I mean, um, I'm happy with what, listen, I just, I'm just happy that Ms. Marvel is in the MCU. So what so, they do after that, like, Tim, if they give me, if they give me more storm in X-Men, I'm like, well, I'm done. Just give me what I, I, I don't even care what else you give me. Just give me anything else. Those are the two things that I most like, you know, I'm looking forward to. So after sure. that and, and John Krasinski being uh, Mr. Fantastic, but I know that's not going to happen again. So, you know. Tim, I, I don't remember in the trailer, so you tell me, was there the line of Kang talking about facing the Avengers? Um, and specifically, the, there's, there's the line, were you the one with the hammer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's okay. in the most recent uh, trailer. Okay. So then, then not kind of spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it because it's in there. Um, given his... Kang's can and maybe a little bit of a spoiler. Um, given Kang's connection to the Fantastic Four cross, um, in the comics, in the comics, yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. No allusions, connections, Easter eggs to them mm. in in the movie. So I see Feige's kind of comment with this, um a little bit kind of telling and again, kind of where they're going with it. So, and, and, and also, uh, 
they're the fan freaking Fantastic Four. Of course, they're yeah. a big pillar. Yeah. Yeah. Except there's a rumor going around that apparently the freaking kids are going to be in the movie. I, oh. <laughs> Tim is super Just, excited. I hope they I hope that is not true or if they are talking about that they just nuke that idea because we don't need their freaking children in mm. oh, the Fantastic Force <laughs> kids just bug the crap out of me. I mean, let's be honest, they're probably gonna try it. They're they're going down the young route right now. They'll probably show up yeah. and end up in the young Avengers or something. So Tim Bruce, brace yourself for it. Because the worst is if you don't and then it happens yeah. and you're like so mad. Because I, if it doesn't happen then you'll be like, oh, cool, it didn't happen. But if it does happen and you didn't want it to happen, you'll be even more upset. So just I hope they're not like stupid and obnoxious like they are in the comics. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a, um, better, that's a better wish. Oscar Isaac says that he wants his Moon Knight to fight Ghost Rider in the MCU. Um, yes. Okay. Anyone who knows me and what my fandoms are right. in Marvel Comics knows that that is like a dream come true. Um, I would absolutely love that. Uh, Disneyland, John, will be premiering uh, a short one-act version of Rogers the Musical this summer. I'm so sad, though, because I'm going in a couple of weeks, so I won't get to see this one-act version of the Rogers Musical. Oh, I'll be there. Not, not, not to say that it was going to be good or anything like that. I just wanted to go to see the ridiculousness of it and if it was going to be the same as Hawkeye. That's all. That's all I wanted to see. Do we, do we know when it opens? We don't. They've just said this summer. Okay. I mean, I'll be there in July. Even if it's there, I'm not going. They're not getting my money for it. Really? Yeah. That's fair. I still oh, I'm, I'm, just... done, I'm done with Disneyland and Disney. I mean, D D Disney pretty tightly controls their stuff, but I got to wonder if it's something that will end up, uh, you know, authorized on YouTube or something because it... it it might because they do a lot of those like you know live Disney performances things, so it's possible. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who are going to want to see it. I mean, even if they, right. you know, maybe they run it for a couple of months and then right. afterwards yeah. they, yeah. you know, once yeah. it once it's done with its off 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 Broadway run, uh, they decide yeah, to put off. it up on YouTube. So you know. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm just done with the Disney parks. Are you? So yeah. Like yeah. it being there, like there's part of it where I'm like, I bet that'd be fun, but I'm not paying the prices to get into Disney for that. Right. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm only I'm like, I'm going for Galaxy's Edge and, and Avengers Campus. And then I realized I bought four days of Disneyland like tickets and then oh, found gosh. out that the Mario World, which was it's just me by myself. So really that's it's just gonna be me wandering around the parks by myself. But um and then I found out Universal has the um, Martin Nintendo World, and I was like, Oh man, come on, I want to go to that too. So we'll see. And everything see. I've seen on that looks fantastic. I know, I'm so upset. I could have taken one day off to go there, it's yeah. fine, whatever. I'll be okay. Um, season two of X Men 97, uh, the revival has already begun production, so they haven't even given us season one yet, and they're already working on season two. That makes me yes. very excited. Um, yeah. please bring us season one, um, fall of this year, maybe, um, it's animated. So I don't know if that is going to be part of the discussion we're going to shortly have here. Um, right. according to Hollywood reporter, Nova 
is going to be released as a Disney Plus series. This has been bantered back and forth in rumors for the last two years, solidly. Right. Um, yeah. And so this is, I mean, this is from Hollywood Reporter. So it's fairly cast in stone um, that, that it will be a Disney Plus series versus a movie. Right. Um, hey, hey, John. Hey, Tim. <laughs> how how much would you say you related to Thanos's um, population control plan? Do you think it's so a good I, idea? All right. So, <laughs> on a certain level, and you look at, I mean, even Steve's comment about whales swimming in the Hudson and the impacts that that would have on. Uh, climate change on people's lives, you know, et cetera. There is something to, you know, be said for that. But at the same time, you could also snap to change things so that the entire population has access to food and water right. um, and medical care. Snap to clean up planet's environments and things like that. So, there are ways that you could have done it without annihilating um, half, a, a, half the population. Um, so, I mean, there, there's this, the spirit and the letter of it. Um, but, yeah, no, like, I, I would have rather not, you know, roll them bones on, like, half my family disappearing um, for the betterment of the planet. Yeah. yeah. It's... Oh, I was going to say something. Wasn't it? Oh, no. One of our friends was like, no, they should have done. Thanos totally should have. Like, I agree with Thanos's plan. But I'm like, right. I, like, he has the right idea of saving the planet, but way awful execution. Hmm. Like, it just, it's, that it's, part doesn't work. It, it is an altruistic thing right. that Thanos wanted to accomplish. Uh, mm -hmm. But obviously, the means and methods of such, um, they have some questionable morality with them. Right. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron, though, um, which is why we bring this up. James Cameron seems to think uh, like, hey, cool idea. Um, he he seems to, quote, relate to Thanos's population control plan. So more of James Cameron. Um, this is almost now going to be like at least a monthly thing of James Cameron quotes as they relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Like eventually i mean at least in this one he's not trashing the mcu whereas he has been for the last several quotes which right. yeah. i'm really like strongly wondering when disney eventually because disney now owns all of his yeah. stuff yeah. where disney's gonna say hey jimmy shut the f up yeah like maybe maybe don't say whatever you're trying to say there yeah because you know what right. The right. Marvel Studios people who work down the hall from you. <laughs> yeah, they, they're not liking that. They have more money than anyone else. Yeah. Like, dude. And <laughs> and they're 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 you know, they're kin. They're part of the Disney family. Yeah. Right. So this guy needs to just chill. You know, and, and it's 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 a shame because the guy truly was. I don't know if I can say is anymore, but he was a visionary. 
I mean, so much of his filmmaking was cutting edge. He did so many incredible things. Um, mm -hmm. Really did make some really great movies, had a lot of visionary stuff in his movies, a lot of great elements um, to them. And, you know, it, it, it's a shame that, like, I don't know if we mentioned it on, on, on this show, uh, but back uh, before the release of the second Avatar movie, he was trashing Lucasfilm, or I'm sorry, not Lucasfilm, uh, ILM. Right. Saying that his own homegrown special effects studio was way more advanced than the, uh, like, the stuff that he was saying was very belittling to mm -hmm. ILM. Yeah. He owes ILM his career. Yeah. I mean, right. arguably it's symbiotic. I, it, ILM may also owe their success in part to him yeah. as well um through some of that shared vision and the things they did together like uh uh, uh terminator 2 and um oh gosh what's the water one um water world no that's no no where, where the water creature came up oh uh oh abyss abyss a bit yeah i like that was all ilm stuff and yeah. like right. that stuff was was earth shattering in terms of special effects. And that was a partnership between him and ILM. And then for him to turn around and trash them and say, no, you know, their effects are no good. Sorry. They're still the best effects house in the, <laughs> the entire business. So I, I have lots of issues with uh, Jimmy C. So. Yeah. He, he really is just wants people to get off his lawn. He really does. <laughs> Really does. Just getting old. He's getting yeah. up the years there and just says like, yeah, no, I'm going to say what I want. Now. Yeah, pretty much. All right. So this last item, which I've uh, uh, probably annoyingly teased a few times um, that we would eventually get to it. So uh, <laughs> Disney um, is aiming to reduce the cost of Marvel and Star Wars Disney Plus shows. I don't think this is a huge surprise. We know that Bob Iger was brought back into Disney because there was some significant imbalance in the, the income, uh, uh, the income statement between mm -hmm. revenue and expenses, basically. Um, and Disney plus was part of that. Now, of course, we've been dealing the last few years again with this, the age of the pandemic, um, and, you know, economic impact from, from, from that and, and such. Um, so Iger highlighted the importance of those two franchises, though he did state that the budgets for projects on both big screens and small screens have gotten extraordinarily expensive. Right. Um, a few examples here. Black Panther Wakanda Forever, $250 million price tag. That's pretty darn hefty for a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, the new, the upcoming Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which I'm quite sure about that name that's yet nice. but that's okay nice. yeah um it's costing almost 300 million dollars speaking <laughs> of lucasfilm which i erroneously cited a few, couple minutes ago uh, <laughs> this is going to be the most expensive lucasfilm movie ever an indiana jones movie not a star wars movie an yeah. indiana jones movie is going to be the most expensive film ever uh for lucasfilm um, each season of The Mandalorian has had a budget of about $15 million, which 
when you look at for a season for something with that production quality, okay, I'm 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 down with that. Uh, but comparatively, on the Marvel side of things, WandaVision and Hawkeye are believed to have cost as much as $25 million per episode. Per episode. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of money. Yep. So this then ties us to the belief that Disney is going to be slowing the release of Disney Plus projects. It has not yet been confirmed, but we have had rumors of that for several months now. Um, and apparently, this is rumored, the only shows that are going to be releasing this year are Secret Invasion and Loki Season 2, which is going to be pushing then Ironheart and Echo to 2024. Shiva, thoughts? I mean, we talked about it before kind of thing where a lot of people were complaining about Marvel doing too much with their movies and their TV shows and then the quality not being as much as it could have been. And again, I know we talked about it earlier about, you know, movies and, and this it might be the new normal, but I'd much rather that they do a certain amount, like not try to do all of the things, just spread it out a little bit and not do like, I don't know, five, six shows and also movies. Spreading out is fine. Like, yes, I'm greedy and I would like, I would love all the Marvel content, but I know that movies cost money. People that are in movies and TV shows need to be paid. People that work on them, you know, they have lives, they should sleep, they need to eat. So in order for all of that, I it, it makes perfect sense with me that they're slowing things down a little bit with some of these shows. I hope they don't completely like remove them. I hope they just kind of slowed them down and maybe just spread out the releases a little bit. Done. Now I'm going to date myself. Um, roll, and, John. And roll. Tim, Tim can... You're not that old. because I know, I'm but Tim can probably appreciate it. Um, Sheba, I just don't know how things were in Kanata. Um, <laughs> but... That might be a little different. The I, upper territories. Yeah, I grew a up further. a large chunk of my life with three network stations. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, right. And and so, folks, that meant we had three channels. Four, if you count um, PBS. I yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm not entirely sure. We always got that. I mean, in one place we lived, we only got one. <laughs> uh, we got ABC, and that was it. Yep. Um. But so I like I'm with Shiva. I want all the things all the time. I'd love it. I'd love to binge on it because I didn't have that. Um, but I look at this and I'm like, yeah, I mean, like to a degree, I mean, there was, and you even think about it now, how many shows per network does one really kind of watch on the regular? I mean, we've got you know, probably a handful of shows, you know, across, you know, different networks, but I can't, I don't look at any single, um, whether it's a pay service, a network, you know, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, keep naming uh, the ones mm -hmm. where I'm watching more than one new show at a time. 
Yeah, um, that's fair. And I've been critical of it to a degree of Disney, you know, in the past. But, you know, when thinking about it and looking at it this way, I'm like, ah, you know, that's fine. Like, Bad Batch is wrapping up. Mandalorian is just getting ready to get started. And mm-hmm. when that, you know, phases out, I'm sure, you know, we'll have something new. Um mm-hmm. And I don't like paying that much for just watching one show at a time. Uh, but then I'm also like, well, I mean, you do that for pretty much every service you pay for. Right. Um, so I, I do. It's it sucks. We all want more. Um, but at the same time, does that help improve quality? And I'm not saying the quality has gone down. I've, I've enjoyed um, most of the stuff that's I've, I've been critical of some of the stuff that's been out there, but I've, I've certainly still enjoyed it. Right. Um, so it, it, it sucks, but I'm okay with it. Um, I mean, again, for some of the reasons Sheba said, um, you know, but also it was a very expensive pace that they were going and really oh, yeah. it, it was not going to continue to be you know sustainable um and and we talked about it of whether it be mandalorian or falcon and the winter soldier or wandavision they were all movie quality productions on television Mm -hmm. um which is not typically what you see yeah yeah it's I, i i agree with you guys it's you know, the the timing of this that Disney Plus really started, I mean, within a year of the pandemic starting, um, the releases that we got on both the Star Wars and the Marvel side of things, I think were fantastic to really help mm-hmm. us sustain both of those franchises. Now, yeah. obviously, we also did get a fair number of Marvel movies. Um, that we just listed earlier um, in, in the show, which amazes me that there have actually been that many in the last three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just kind of shocking uh, that, that there were that many. Um, so, you know, the, the pace of things that we got from Disney plus and actually from other streaming services, there's, you know, a lot of other streaming services really cranked out a lot of stuff. Yep. during during the pandemic um it, because i i think they identified the opportunity of hey you know what we're going to get new subscribers we're going to get lots of viewers from people who are not willing to go out and sit in the movie theater yeah yep, um, exactly. and 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 it worked and it paid off and i think they all now kind of need to slow that pace a little bit they still have a place i think mm-hmm. that i don't know that the box office is really ever going to what it was or if it's going to take you know five years to kind of bounce back to 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 what it used to be but streaming has definitely solidified its foundation Mm -hmm. um over the past three years and and a lot of it was due to that huge release pace but yeah now it has to it has to normalize As, as john said it is it's not a sustainable model yeah so all right. Um, good stuff. Again, lots of news. Um, lots of of, of stuff um, 
to uh, to to bring out with this episode. Uh, so please do, do please do join us. <laughs> Got to get all those words out. Uh, yep. Please do join us next week for more news and discussion. He uh, might have seen uh, the movie by then. Hopefully. I hope I will. Uh, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanks a lot, folks. Take care.